Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. This is Jim Lieber. We are uh, rolling in on episode 21. So we turned the corner on that milestone a little bit. Joined once again by Zach Tyler, who covers primarily covers Northern Indiana for us. Zach, how was your week? Uh, another solid week up here. My youngest turned two this week. Uh, oldest turned seven next weekend. So we got some birthday parties coming up here. So from an AAU perspective, of course, the old rules would have been don't have summer late summer birthdays because yes then they're old and they have to they have to play up <laughs> exactly uh, but now it's great so now we're fine I used to always say if I was ever going to have kids which you know twenty years ago that was probably you know very very paramount in my plans but uh, would be to have like kids born in September that would have been the goal right the the oldest they could have been while still playing in their own with kids their own grade but <laughs> but uh, the rules have changed and and we're done talking about uh procreation on this podcast so perfect um we uh this week we're going to talk a little bit we're going to go through a normal updates on offers and commitments we've got one commitment this week and then we're going to talk about some of the kids we've seen this weekend right and then we're going to roll right into guys that we haven't seen yet each each of us haven't seen that we need to see. And, and that's really just going to be mostly a brief listing um, of guys ver- and then go through and um, maybe, maybe, maybe if the other person's seen them talk a little bit about them, but, but really it's just mostly just making sure we, we throw some names out there because some of these kids, um, well, we'll get to the, we'll get to some of that. It's, it, it's interesting because, in, in my case, a couple of the key kids play on out-of-state teams in Illinois, and, and they are being impacted by Illinois having a different uh, timetable COVID-wise than, sure. than what Indiana is. So, right. so, Zach, as always, let's go through the list of uh, offers and commitments, and then we'll we'll chit-chat a little bit about the one commitment we had this week. All right. Um, IUPI offered a couple guys this week, uh, Jalen Hooks from Franklin Central, and then uh, Owen Deese of Evansville Wrights. Uh, CJ Gunn had a Miami, Ohio offer. Jake uh, Hydebreeder, Lipscomb. Ben Jones from up here in Maryville, uh, Andrean High School. Uh, Edgewood and Franklin offered him. Landon Jordan had a Muskegon offer this week. Uh, Andrew Leeper just got an offer today from Indiana Tech. He's from Homestead. Uh, Javon Small, Akron offer. Uh, Blake Wesley, Grand Canyon. Little GCU action. I like that. Knew that was coming ahead of time. <laughs> and then, I mean, they're uh, aiming. They're aiming kind of high on that, aren't they? Hey, you know what? You you've got Schilling out there on staff who was talking to Blake when he was still at IU. You've got Ryan here who knows the family, and it's, right. there's connections. Uh, and then our offer, or I mean, our commitment this week was uh, Peyton Sparks for, to Ball State. Yep. The uh, you know, the Heidebrader thing was interesting because that was the one we talked last week about streaming games being streamed and, and his, his father Hudson, first of all, I called Jake Hudson and then I called, uh, Landon or Langdon Hatton. I called him JT instead of LT. And, uh, 
So I took some grief there uh, from the principals involved, from, mostly from the parents, but <laughs> but they're people that I've met and know, and especially Jake's father, Hudson, because I knew him when he played on those really good Southport teams in the late 80s. But but one of Hudson's comments about the streaming stuff, because we, we tried to talk to some parents before the podcast just to get some feedback, and and Hudson had commented that Lipscomb had noticed on the stream, they're like, man, how much weight has Jake gained? Like, good weight. Uh-huh. And you know, Jake Jake had gained 10, 10 to twelve pounds of muscle, and he said he, he was impressed that they had noticed that on the video, on the streaming, and you know, you start thinking that what some of the advantages and disadvantages of the streaming situation is with from some of these guys, and and one of the disadvantages that the college coaches had cited was just getting a feel for the physicality or the, the physical features uh-huh. of a kid because you're, you're just not, you don't have a, you don't have a great perspective, but Lipscomb had in their, in their mind had noticed that he had gained a lot of weight and, and then literally like what, two days later offered it. So, um, so I'm, I'm glad the streaming stuff's working for kids. That's at least one example. I mean, I'm sure we could go back and enumerate a lot of examples of where, kids have gotten offers after having good weekends of games that have been streamed but but there, there is one definitely that we can link to streaming not not that Lipskin didn't already have their own view right of, of jake jake before that but um but the timing of the comment versus the timing of the offer is just a little too conspicuous so um but yeah the grand canyon thing with wesley i, I mean just what you were talking about with with shilling and and Ryan and I mean, and it's not like it's not like Coach Drew doesn't have his own right his own network right in Northern Indiana, um, because not not only were they recruiting those you know anywhere from Fort Wayne to, to the region pretty hard, you know they've they've also snagged a couple of walk ons in between you know from Northern Indiana, and um, you know why not you know there's there's nothing there's no harm in offering a kid. But I thought it was funny because he's just got a litany of high major offers, yeah, yeah, and 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 Grand Canyon's just kind of coming in hot, and and um, you know it was interesting. I don't, I didn't know much about them until they started really recruiting Derek Smiths uh, from a transfer perspective when he left Valpo, and they ended up at Butler. But but um, got a lot of respect for all those guys. Really, I mean, even. Um, you know, all the all the assistants there are guys that I've had connections with with over the years. So Yeah, sure. Um Peyton Sparks, uh probably gonna be somebody that, you know, not to not to beat our later segment, you know, not not to jump into that too soon. But Peyton Sparks, a guy that probably neither one of us have seen enough, have we? Uh, I've not seen him at all, no. And it's been a couple of years since I've seen him. Um you know he's got a lot of he's got a lot of offers. I still wonder a lot about just his feet, his his mobility. Um, I've, I've I've tried to watch as much video of him that I can, especially in the last few weeks as he, as these offers have come in. And um, you know, there's no denying that he's got good size. And you know he's a kid that, and we'll we'll touch on this again when we go down the list of names of guys that I'd like to see that I haven't seen this summer that we're, that you and I are both doing. Um, Peyton's played the last two years, really two, three, three summers with an out of state team. And, and sometimes from at least a local, now it may not impact college recruiting, 
but from an exposure perspective from like statewide media, people that cover the game, people that cover recruiting specifically um, in the summer, it's, it's tough to see those guys because they're not necessarily focused in on, you know, some of these local events that take place in Fishers and Warren Central and, and bet and grand park and, and now what and now finch creek so just not as readily available to guys that cover kids in this state that really invest in these kids from from an overall perspective from an overall coverage perspective um but happy for him he's got a lot of offers in that range and um so it's it's not just a, a one-off deal where he was committing to the first school or the, or the biggest school that that took interest in him, he's definitely got some uh, got a lot of uh, similar interest in schools. So that's one more twenty twenty one kid off the board. So um, moving on, let's who who were some of the guys that you saw this weekend? You you went over to Fort Wayne for a little bit as well, correct? Yep, yep. I was in Fort Wayne uh, Friday and night then, and then Saturday. And then you've been you've also been had a chance to watch some games that from the past uh, via the streaming yep. and on demand element. Yep. Let's talk talk about some of the guys um, that you've had a chance to watch, even even the streaming ones from previous weeks that that you've been impressed with. But focus on the guys that you saw live this weekend, and then if there's anybody that you saw on streaming from the you know from previous events, sure, uh, just kind of touch on those guys because they're probably even guys that that we've talked about in the past. Okay. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned the streaming online and then seeing the kids live. And and when I was walking by the Indy Heat EYBL team this weekend and by Caleb first and and Ke- Kalen Etzler and those guys, it's just how huge they are compared to what they actually are on TV when, when they're streaming. So yeah. that was a good comparison there. Um, but – I'm going to stick with an Indy Heat team. Uh, I saw Pete Moe this weekend. I'd seen him in the yeah. past streaming, but this is the first time I get to see him live. He's uh, Cathedral, right? Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, big kid, strong, very athletic, loves running the court. He he played so hard this weekend, I felt like. Uh, not that he hadn't played hard in the past when I saw him streaming, but, but he just really stood out to me on that team this weekend. Uh, finishing at the rim, he hit a couple shots also, and I, I felt like he played really well this weekend. Um, have you seen him play? Absolutely, yeah. He's he actually well. He went to he went to one of the Carmel Middle Schools in eighth grade. Um, not I'm not sure why he went to Creekside, and then why he didn't stay in Carmel. I don't know, um, but. He is a guy that I think with him, it's it's going to be just anything to do with lateral quickness for yeah. him from a recruiting standpoint. I mean, he is a kid that is – he has good feet in the post. Um, I mean, look, he's an incoming junior. So when I say things like, you know, he's he's slow getting into his move, but you can see the footwork is starting to really develop. And for those that don't know Pete, uh, his father, Jeff Moe, played at Burbuff High School, was an Indiana All-Star, and then played at, had a good career at Iowa, and and I'm sure had an opportunity. I, I don't know this 100% what his professional career was, maybe with some overseas interests, but um, 
Pete very different than his dad. His dad was a shooting guard, a six foot four inch shooting guard. Pete six eight, pure post, but a pure post that's developing some touch facing the basket. And right now he is kind of a either a a post up guy, two feet in the paint, or a catch and shoot guy. Yep. From you know off some ball screen action. Uh, from I don't know yet. I'm I'm sure in the summer he's. He's probably shown a little three-point range during the school year this past year. Most of it was around the elbows, free throw line area. But um, definitely not going to be a guy, or has not yet been a guy that's going to get the ball, catch it, put the ball on the floor, one dribble, get to the basket. Right. It's either been, it's either been catch and shoot on a you know squaring up the basket, or catching the ball in a low post and making a move or making a double move and. And but but always, always liked his feet in terms of just him processing. You know different types of you know how to get into a scoring opportunity, and, yeah. and now the rest of it's just just him getting quicker through, sure. through that movement. Sure, he did really well in transition too. Watching Good. him run the Good. court. Uh, st- sticking with that team, uh, kind of a hotter name I feel like now. CJ Gunn. Uh, yes. Super athletic. Oh. Great shot. He played so well this weekend, too, when I was watching that team. I really liked watching CJ. It was, and this is my first time to see these guys live also. So I got to yeah. see, see him and Tay Davis, uh, Tayshawn Comer live again. Uh, J.J. Loudon wasn't playing with them. I believe he was down there in Indianapolis this weekend playing for somebody else. He was? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see him. I didn't see him. I mean, I got a chance to see Jaden Brewer and, and Malik Stanley play uh-huh. for a team out of California. I did not see Tayshawn. I, it's, it's strange that Tayshawn wouldn't be up there. No, J.J. Loudon, I mean. Oh, J.J. Yeah. Yeah, J.J. Oh, he played with um, – Was he with EG10? Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that. I wasn't sure why that was. Um, his dad um, His dad and I communicate a little bit. And it, I w- that would be one of those deals where I wish we would have coordinated our notes a little bit because that, I could have probably figured that out. So, yeah, um, I don't know why he wouldn't have been up there. So, you know, it's, you know, th- I mean, this is a strange year. I, it's there's a there's a couple of kids that are playing for multiple teams just just out of principle. And and I, you know, it's not my choice as a, from a coaching perspective, but um I only have one team that I have to worry about in that regard. So anything else is is up to the people involved. But yeah, I, I did see that he was playing yeah. EG ten this weekend. You know, Gunn is a guy. The more I watch him, the more I like him. Yeah, uh, he's just so he's so well put together. I think he's got an opportunity. He's going to be able to 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 put weight on, good weight, and and be stronger. I think that's right now with a couple of different kids that are sort of in that. I mean, I think we're all sort of conceding right now that a healthy Jalen Washington is the number one player in the 2022 class. And then the rest of it is sort of, in my mind, kind of hit and miss. I know last week we we, we both, you and I both watched the, the uh, Indy Heat Black versus uh, Team Teague 2022 game. Yep. I know we both were impressed with CJ. Yep. And, and I came out of it thinking that he's maybe the best wing in the class. Yeah. And when you look at his length, his athleticism, 
how smooth his outside shot is, his ability to score off the dribble, score from all three levels easily, all three levels. Um, he is, you know, he's he's a kid that I think's got a pretty intriguing ceiling. You know, he's got the Kansas State offer. I think there's going to be some opportunities for more high majors to get involved. And as well as he shoots the ball, to me that just becomes something that it's inevitably going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of like him a little bit better than Bass. Um, you know, and, and CJ lately has been sort of in our top five. And I've I think I've kind of moved him up to number two. And – you know, with Leland Walker being right there, maybe right there behind him. The, uh-huh. only, the only reason why I would have CJ ahead of him is just because CJ's six five, yeah, and and pretty long. And Leland's still about five eleven, and uh, super athletic. Uh, but you know, those two guys play different positions. But but like Gunn versus Reggie Bass, and, you know, we're and sometimes we're splitting hairs. It's not like we're saying Reggie's Reggie's bad by any stretch of imagination. Oh right, right. But I just kind of like Gunn a little bit better when they when they went against each other, and and I have not seen they. I guess they had a rematch this week, and Team Teague won the game, so I've not had a chance to watch that, and, and hopefully we get a chance to see that game. So, yeah, me too. One uh, one other person from that team who's playing up, Jaron Jackson from uh, Carroll, uh, did really well. He looked like he fit in with those guys, like he wasn't playing up. I mean, did what he needed to do, ran the point. Hit some shots, but you say, you say up. You mean they just brought him over from the red team? Oh, because he's a twenty twenty two kid. Oh, okay. Yep. Sorry, brought him over. My fault. No, you're good. Yeah, he's. I liked him. I I'm probably higher in him than anybody. I've got him. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check before I say this. Um, I've got him top fifteen in that class. Sure. For sure. And now I got to log in for some reason. You think I'd had that figured out, right? It's my my website. Um, yeah, but he he had looked like he'd been playing with them the other weekends, even though he wasn't. I I thought he yeah, did I like, a really nice job. I liked him and his his transformation from the beginning of last year until the end because I saw their first game of the year against Penn, uh-huh. and then later I saw Carroll play Carmel, and he just was way more aggressive. Um, Way more aggressive looking to score against Carmel, sure, than he was early in the year, and and you know that that happens when you're a kid that's just stepping into your first varsity action. But um, yeah, I've got him 11th in our class right now. Um, I've, I mean, it's Leland, it's Braden Smith, it's him and Tayshon Comer. You know, those four guys right now are kind of a little bit of a tier above everybody else. Yeah. In the point guard spot in that class. And then your your guy, Travis Grayson, comes yeah. in right behind that. And then uh, Davion Turner from Anderson. So but yeah, I keep keep going. I, I yeah, so basically I'm I'm basically a Jalen Jackson fan. Yeah. Is Swope moving up our list very much there or not really? Uh twenty twenty one. So Oh, that's right, we're talking twenty twos right there, sorry. Well, we are now. I mean I know my guys, we're going to talk about later, are 2021 guys, but I I didn't want you to just stick to one class. So Okay. Um, so keep going with what you saw this weekend. Yeah. Um, I caught the end of, of one of Sean Black's games. He's a, a Warren guy, so they're down there with you. Uh, he kind of stood out on that Jim Rats team for me. 
just with him getting to the basket and finishing at the hoop. But like I said, I didn't get to see much of him. So uh, just a little bit I saw was nice. Yeah. He, you know, it'll be, he's, first of all, he, he plays in my fall league. And a lot, I mean, we've get, we probably have a three or four Warren kids play. And in an air, in a, in a situation where there's absolutely zero defensive game planning and zero scheming, uh-huh. he's brilliant. He is, he's great in space. He is great. Um, He's incredibly hard to guard one on one, which is what a lot of the some you know, which is what a lot of the fall league sometimes devolves into. Uh-huh. And he, he's fun to watch. He's he's a uh, he's an unselfish player. Sometimes the ball sticks in his hands, but he plays hard pretty much the whole time. And um, and I, I like watching him play. He's had some big games for them, and but he's he's also stuck behind Malik Stanley and and. And Warren's had a nice, a nice crop of guards come through there lately, and I think this is going to be a year where he's going to have a chance. He's going to have to have a chance to do some things, and 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 having Deontay Davis around ain't going to hurt hurt those assist numbers either. So, so but yeah, Sean Sean's a nice player. Who did he play with this past week? Uh, he played with that with the Jim Rats twenty twenty ones. Okay, okay. Anyone else? Uh, let me see. Yep. Uh, so I watched Jackson Paul again. He uh, yep. showing me some outside shots now. He hit a couple threes, a couple big threes in the game last night, uh, right before I left for the evening. Uh, it, but does does everything so nice. Coach's kid, like we've talked about, Jim Rat works hard. Defends well, but he, he's finally adding that outside shot to his game. And if, if he can get that consistent, he's going to be a handful at the next level. Have you got to see him yet? I've not. I've not. I've not had a chance to see Cherubusco play at at all. Um, probably ever. Through, through no fault of theirs. Um, I wasn't sure if you got to see t- the focus team down in Lafayette the, that first weekend. No, I did not. Um, they played the same time we did and did not get a chance to see them play. Um, but I, that's going to be one of those deals where once we get – if we get have a school season, it's, it's funny how that ebbs and flows because obviously we are playing summer basketball and, um, you know, hopefully we get a chance to play school basketball. But, but – I know Cherubusco. I'd, I'd like to get up to maybe a Cherubusco Center Noble game. Yeah, that that would that would be the game to see. So I assume they're sure. playing each other. But yep. Anybody else that you had a chance to see this weekend that that yeah. either confirmed what you thought or or opened your eyes a little bit? Yeah, I had two more guys I was going to talk about. One was Deglin Sullivan okay. from uh, Mishawaka yeah. Marion, the freshman. You did get to see them. Good. I did get to good. see them. Yeah, uh, pretty good freshman team. His dad coaches that. And so does his brother. Uh, he all the same things I, I saw him do his varsity year as a freshman for Marion. He's doing them in these games of, of, uh, against the similar competition of the freshmen. Uh, so I can, I mean, 
Developments there. Uh, shots still there. Getting the baskets. He's such a good finisher around the rim, too. Uh, but look forward to watching him these next few years going forward here at Marion. Did anybody else on that team stand out to you? Not really. I don't even mean, produ- mean production-wise. I mean just in terms of – of, you know, you and I – and look, in this age group especially, because this is the age group I coach, Yep. you and I probably watch these kids in different ways. The other classes, we're probably looking at them the exact same way. Sure. You know, or, or pretty close. But this, you know, the, it's almost like, um, you know, when you, especially, too, when you're looking at younger kids, you're looking for things that that are going to translate better as they get older, you know, or going to continue to translate as they get older. Right. You know, watching a 15-year-old kid power his way to the basket um, against kids that aren't physically developed just yet or as physically developed, and I'm not just giving an example, um, is you know, that's going to that's gonna wane as being an asset as they get older because the, the kids around them are going to get stronger while their strength, the improvement of their strength will have diminishing returns relative to kids that haven't just gone through puberty yet sure. so, or, or haven't gotten their you know, gotten to the end of it yet where they start to really develop muscle tone. So uh, that's going to be a kid we talk about. It's going to be one kid we talk about later with Chris Manis. But, um, you know, I, I also know that that's a pretty good group. We played them twice last year, and we beat them both times, but both times they were good games. The first time they kind of surprised us, um, played hard, executed their stuff well. Um and we won kind of toward, you know, we kind of won pulling away late. Second game, I think we controlled a little bit better, but they still had four or five pieces that I thought were really good. Just didn't know much about them because they they were just eighth graders. Right. So, we're at, you know, kids that hadn't started high school yet. Sure. But any, anybody else in that group kind of stand out? <sighs> not, not really. They didn't have much size. Uh, yeah. But – yeah, so not not really anybody else. They're just a solid group of kids that played hard. And I'll I'll send you the list the of Grund- list of the kids. Yeah, Grundy played for them. Was he? What did he do? Because that's I know their school coach, Coach Vargas, is really looking forward to what he's going to be able to bring to varsity this year. Not not that they expect him to be their leader, um, but but they um, he's pretty pretty excited about him. We had a chance to talk in February. And he, he was pretty excited about what Grundy will will bring to that program as he goes forward. Yeah, he was he did he didn't do too bad. He didn't really stand out to me. Okay. But but he he was solid. Who'd you see them play? Oh boy. Was that the the Nova game? Yeah, whatever you the one you we talked sent, about. Whatever before. I sent you. Yeah. Okay, yes. So Nova added did they win or they lose? Uh the five star one. Deck Sullivan's team won. Five star Yeah. So they went on the next round. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll go on to your next, your next guy. I'm All sorry right. for that little No, that's fine. Tangent. Last guy I had and finally got to see uh, was Drew Hogan from Goshen. He plays yeah. for, for NBA Select. Uh, little guard. does Runs the floor well also. Run, runs the point really well. He, he had the, the NBA Select playing really well, though. He hit some big-time threes. 
in that game. Uh, he can actually get in the rebound as well. Great passer. Uh, just very solid point guard. I was happy to get to see finally. And I think that, the, that was um, all I had. I'm going to search for something here real quick while I get ready to talk about my guys. Um, I dang on it. The um, trying to find who um, the young and the reckless played today. Hey, I said it right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, basically, the, the kids that I'm going to talk about, there's two kids that I saw this weekend that I hadn't seen much of. One was, for obvious reasons, because of injury. And the other one was um, Daryl Reed from Hammond. We'll get, and so, we'll get to start with, with Daryl. Daryl's six foot eight, goes to Hammond High School. Um, you know, Hammond's sectional champion. It was it was funny. I got a chance to watch them play Calumet on streaming. Yeah. Their sectional championship game that Hammond won regional weekend when I was basically depressed and couch ridden for a weekend because we weren't gonna have sectionals and probably then semi state and state. But got a chance to watch some of that sectional. You know, and the first thing you notice about Daryl is is how much bigger he is than anybody else on the court. Oh yeah. And um, so you you know you wonder then what that's going to look like in the summer. He so he plays for a team out of Chicago called the Young and the Reckless. Now the Young and the Reckless started out as kind of a a ragtag group of kids that you know they just sort of been picked over, you know, pretty athletic, hardworking guys. Um, but then the last few years, they've really put that program together, and they've reached down and started recruiting Northwest Indiana as well, and and they've been part of the uh, some doing some of the Adidas stuff. So they've they've come into their own as a program. So you can you can pretty much bet that they're going to have an Indiana kid on their team, or at least they're going to be trying to get a Northwest Indiana kid on their team, and so. Um, so this this deal was um, college prospects. I'm trying to get this kid's name that I saw him play against, and because I'm I'm sort of getting to a point here, and I'm rearranging my phone icons and can't figure stuff out. Evidently, I'm not smart enough to do this. Um, they played. Um, hang on a second. They played who they play. Uh, who they play yesterday? Well, I guess my point is this: on a on an AAU court where he's playing against, you know, a, a bigger selection of players, he didn't look quite as big. Yeah, you know, there he played a kid. He played against a kid today that's six eleven who had a lot of length, and yesterday played against a kid that was six ten who looked every bit like every bit like like Bismack Biombo basically he could have been a it could have been Bismack Biombo's like <laughs> nephew about this kid was about 66910 six, freakishly long good athlete broad shoulders and he 
he dwarfed Reed. And maybe just being an inch or two taller, he dwarfed him. And then the seven foot kid or the six eleven kid today, who's pretty long as well. He just and he struggled against that length, I guess is where I'm going with that. Now, what the things you love about Reed are the things that are gonna translate to any level is that he he's just got a good motor. Yep. So he battled, but you could see him against bigger kids. He's he still has he has to get better at playing those guys. You know he's it's and it's not it, you know Hammond Hammond plays a good schedule, uh, but sometimes that size is hard to duplicate and hard to simulate in practice, yeah, hard definitely. to simulate in games if you're not faced it. But but he struggled a little bit, and, and a lot of it is because most of what he does is around the basket, and if he's not the best athlete on the floor, the biggest athlete on the floor, it, that tends to cut into some of his physical advantage or definitely cuts into his physical advantage, but it tends to cut into his overall advantage. And so those two games, he really, he kind of struggled to do much other than just sort of garbage points, um, you know, and, and, and as much as I've been impressed with Harold Woods with his motor and turning defense into offense and, and things like that, it, I've also not had a chance to see like Harold Woods, another Hammond kid, um, play the same competition that Reed did. Now, don't get me wrong, Reed, it wasn't like you looked out there and thought Reed didn't belong on the floor. It just was a different game for him. Yeah. And it, it's something that, you know, from a coaching perspective, um, you look at him and think, okay, so now that you've faced guys that are bigger than you, especially the one kid that's every bit as athletic as he is, who was two? Who was an inch or two bigger than him? What are you going to do? You know what? What's your? What are you prepared to do now to get better than those guys? Because those, they kind of canceled out the things that he does well, and you know they lost both games. And so, as from a team perspective, and and young and reckless is is a good group. They're they're, um, like I said, they're just usually. They usually have some CPL kids, Chicago Public League, Public Schools League, um, and, and those kids. The, the, I don't know who coaches them. I don't know the guy's name, but he, I, I, I know I know him if I see him. But they they battle, man. They work hard. And I lo- I like watching their energy. I like watching how hard they play, and um, but they, they, both these games I got beat and. You know, a lot of it was just because those guys they they played kids that that didn't struggle against their their quickness and their their athleticism. So, and it sort of it was sort of a, um, a comparative on how Reed played. So, um, but the other kid that I got a chance to watch this weekend that I had that really I don't know that anybody has seen play in a while was Jalen Blackman. Yeah. You know, he he missed most of the school season because of his of his ACL tear. Another Grand Canyon. Got a offer. chance to talk. Another Grand Canyon offer. Got a chance to talk to his dad a little bit. And again, back to Heiderbreeder talking to to Hudson again. The father. He had made a comment about how good Jalen was looking because we were watching uh, the D one Indiana team that Jalen was playing for this weekend. That's the same team with Luke Brown and Cooper Jacoby and 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 a company basically. And Hudson had made a comment that how good how good Jalen looked physically after you know going through his ACL situation, 
And my comment was literally sitting 10 feet away, not even that far away from Coach Blackman was, well, they've got a lot of experience in it, with it in that family. <laughs> you know, and, and James Jr. had oh, torn yeah. his ACL. BJ has torn his ACL. Now Jalen. And, um, you know, what I, what I was impressed with, well, the obvious thing is that Jalen can shoot the ball. He's got James. He's got James's shot. Um, it's that Steph Curry one motion shot that that's kind of originates just above his peck, and and has a nice quick release tight to the body, and um, he's definitely not bashful. Uh, no, no Blackman has ever been bashful. <laughs> nope. Um, going back to James. Going back to senior, and. Um, you know what? But what I what I was impressed with with Jalen, besides his shooting ability, was how quickly he had he fit in that group. You know, finding people, and you know they they would get late in the game, or they would be up six or eight, and they would just ice the game because they can play four guards who can really who can really handle it, hit free throws, and make things tough. Um, but I liked how he fit in with that group. He was unselfish. Uh, and, and not that he's not normally unselfish. It's just, just when you're in your school situation, you know, so a lot of times the offense revolves around one or two guys. And um, But then also the other thing that impressed me was how willing and, and aware he was on the defensive end of the floor. And, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff on James Jr. about his defensive prowess at Indiana, how, how much he struggled with it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the one thing with Jalen, you know, you wonder, too, just how much it impacts a kid physically when you go through an ACL tear. But Jalen was really good. I was I was pretty impressed with him. I like, you know, some of the offers that he's got. I, I like I like that mid-major level for him. You know, he's not as he's not as big as James. James is closer to 6'4". Jalen's closer to 6'1", maybe, 6'2". So he's probably not even as tall as VJ. Um, but really liked his impact on the game and definitely a shooting, definitely a shooting, one of the better shooters in that class. And it's really the first time I've seen him play since his freshman year. And, you know, didn't seem as a sophomore. And then by the time you get around to getting, getting to watch Marion play this year, um, he was injured and he was yeah. done, done for the year. So, so it was good to see him play, but, um, Moving on, I guess, now to um, guys that we that we haven't seen play that we need to, that we think we need to see, and and these are individual. This isn't just as a whole. These are guys you want to see play that you that you've not seen yet. Um, and it, it could be any class for you. For me, I've got just twenty twenty one kids, but we talked a little bit before we started recording. It could be any class for you, so I don't want to undercut what research you've done, but go ahead and, and just, even if it's just listing guys, yeah, because we're 40, we're 40 minutes in and there's nothing wrong with this being a shorter <laughs> podcast, but, but even if it's just listing guys, sure. Kind of go through the guys that, that you've not seen play yet. And, um, that, that we, that you need to see a little bit more. Okay. Of. So I, I got a, I got a couple lists here. I got a fun list, like a, a list of guys I want to see just for fun. And a, and a list, right. a list of kids I want to see because of uh, area up here and and how they're doing this summer. So my okay. my fun list I've got Cooper Jacoby, 
because I haven't got yeah to, yeah I haven't got to see him yet. Malik Stanley, I've been hearing a lot about him and still haven't seen him. Yep. Uh, I've got Javon Small. Same thing as yeah. Malik. Yeah. Been hearing a lot of his name, but haven't seen. And then uh, Shamar Avant. The good the good news is the good news is I've seen Javon enough for everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's the good news. Um, no, go ahead though. So you, you, your last one was Shamar Avant. Yes, so yes. Those are the four that I'd like to see still for for fun this summer. That's a good that's a good list. I I like watching all those guys play. I love their motors. Um, and it, and as good Jacoby stands out because he's six 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 seven, um, and just does a lot of things in the court. You know, he's he's my favorite on that list. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I love Javon Small, so I really can't you really can't go wrong with either any any of those four. Guys. And, and Jacoby's playing for two teams this summer too, isn't he? Because I thought he was playing for yeah I team animal out of Kentucky also. That goes back to I, yeah I didn't get that I I know he. They played Friday night. The D1 Indiana team played Friday night, and he wasn't there. And I thought – and I had seen a tweet that he was playing with Manimal, and I thought maybe he quit. And I was confused as to why he would have quit because he plays a ton on that team. Yeah. Even with even that weekend they had J.R. Kineski play from, from South Penn St. Joe, Cooper still played a lot. I, And there is a little bit of a revolving door. That's who Jalen Blackman was with, and Jalen, this was his first weekend of playing. Uh-huh. And there didn't seem to be any indication before this weekend that he was necessarily on that team. Um, but, you know, Cooper wasn't with him Friday night, but then he was with him Saturday and Sunday. I, I'm just not a fan of playing for multiple teams in the summer. Right. Um, I, I, and I'm not even a fan of playing for, I'm definitely not a fan of playing for another team when you're weekend, when you're taking a weekend off, mostly because my weekends off are, are set to give these kids rest and not be that one guy or not be that guy who has these guys, has his team playing every week. Some of these teams play 12, 13 events in a week in a summer. That's just entirely too many. Oh, for sure. And, and, um, and that's, I mean, I, I know that's a value. It's a matter of opinion, but the main complaint on this, the off season basketball is that teams play every weekend and we just don't do that. And, but yeah, so I, I was a little confused in the why Cooper, what he's doing there, not my call, not my overall concern, just more from a, sure. a critical perspective of doing what we're doing. Um, you know, I would have enjoyed seeing play Friday night, but he looked good Saturday, looked good today. And I don't know how they did their final game, their final two games. Um, but I know they, I know they won as I was basically finishing up my day on the West Side watching AAU games. So, oh, I had uh, so what you, what you, I had Isaac Venzel on that list also. I forgot about him. My guy, he, yeah. you know what? He cut the man bun off, and he has no clue. Like he has no clue who I am. <laughs> um, he, you know, I've sat, I probably sat by him three, four feet away from him a couple times this weekend and tweeted at him. Or tweeted about his, you know, about him. Yep. And his haircut. For those that don't know, Isaac Vinsel is a point guard from Bloomington North. Um, he plays an Indiana Elite team, Indiana, so it's effectively their second team. But it's a, it's a good team. It's a team that's got multiple kids with multiple Division One offers. And Vinsel is famous for having r- just ridiculously long hair, 
and he's he's got it up in a in a man bun a lot of times, and um, you know it's it's a it's, a, it's no big deal other than that it's unique, and then all of a sudden now he's got a haircut where he's he looking like he's entering the military, so he's got a kind of got a nice little fade going. He's got a high and tight, and um, you know it looks good. I think it made him a little quicker. Could have. But, but I, I love his motor. I know you've you've had a chance to watch him on video. Yep. In the past, and and liked him, and I've always I've always liked how hard he played. And um, you know, he's it, the group he's on. There's a lot of there are a lot of guards in that team, but uh, he he's he's pretty good. And I, I he's Bloomington North. These are some of the better Bloomington North teams they've had since since the Jared Jeffrey, Sean May, you know Jabril. Conte, Dwayne years, and um, you know North will be North will be really good this year to watch, and, and Isaac Vinsel is one of the big reasons for that. So, anybody else you got? Uh, What's your other? Wait, your other? My list? other, list? other list? Yeah, yeah. Let's stick with that Indian Elite team. How was uh, Kamari Peterson this weekend? You got to see him. If you saw Vinsel, he looked good. I like his shot mechanics. He did not shoot the ball well when I watched. But I like his mechanics, and I don't think that I think that he him not shooting well. I mean, like he just struggled the game I saw. But again, I've other game other times I've seen him shoot well, and I do like his mechanics. And I know that somebody else had mentioned they saw him earlier in the weekend, played really really well. So, not not a knock on him at all. Just right. just bad timing in terms of that. But I, I like how he sees the floor. Nothing speeds him up. He he can handle against pressure. Um, good defender. So yeah, definitely definitely um, a kid. He's got a he's got some Division One offers, and um, definitely deserving of that. But um, yeah, Gary West is basically a team we need to you know we're going to need to see. Uh, I'm going to need to see him. You're going to probably see him a couple times. Yeah, definitely hope to. I got another kid on the list that uh, one of his teammates here, Mason Nicholson, who's getting a little bit of attention this summer. Yeah, big guy for them that I haven't got to. See. Yeah, he's I've I've been pleased. He's you know he's 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 big. He's a big kid, you know. And I think the first thing that's going to happen to him if, when once he gets to college, he's going to reshape his body a little bit, um, and that'll just make him more more effective, more explosive. Like he he plays hard though, and he competes in battles on the glass and and. At you know at six nine, he's he's a pretty unique, unique kid in terms of his size, because he's just he's just really thick. He's he's not remotely stringy. So, um, and the, but back to Kamari, he's got that New Orleans offer, and and I think he's going to have more offers like that to come. Sure. Uh, the rest of my list then I have. Uh... <clears throat> Couple of Mishawaka Marion kids, Kaleo Kakalia, and then Richard Brooks. I'd like to get to see, yep. see them this summer. A uh, couple South Bend St. Joe kids, Will Terry and Jack Fuda. Uh, Fuda, I thought, has been playing with the uh, Indy Heat team, but he hasn't. Indy Heat Red, yeah. yeah, their second group. And he hasn't been there the couple times I've got to see them, so I'm not sure what's up. All right. Uh, Jake Reichard from Plymouth uh, was another. And let's see. I think that might be it. 
for my summer the, um, summer watch potential. We we talked earlier about Peyton Sparks. That's that's definitely a kid that I need to see. Um, and I, I'm I'm going to break my list down in, into two um, two variables because three of these kids are are three kids that I know really well, and one Kyle Ross, two is Chris Manis, and then the third one is Brett Bosley from Paoli. Ross is the Andrean transfer to to Lake Central. Yep. And he'll be el- he'll be eligible for the start of the season. Chris Manis is is a six seven, maybe even taller now, wing from Lowell. Both those guys, and I'll get the Bosley here in a second, but both those guys, Ross and Manis, play for Fundamental U out of Chicago. And and this is not by any stretch a criticism. First of all, Mike Weinstein's a friend of mine. He is as good of a summer coach as there is in the country. Um, he and Mike Mullins. Mike Mullins runs Illinois Wolves. Mike and, and his their, their staff of coaches, those teams are always well coached. Weinstein's fundamental use, always well coached. And Mike and I had a chance to talk today because I knew we were going to touch on the subject and we were going to talk about these two kids. Kyle Ross is 6'7", power forward who's a face-up power forward, who certainly can post up certain positive matchups. And and Mandis is a 6-7-3, who at, at Lowell doesn't have a whole lot to go with him compared to the some of the teams in their area. And the last couple of summers he's played on a team where he's he's been forced to play a power forward position, which he's not. And, and Mantis, to me, reminds me a lot of, of Sean McDermott, who's a butler. And, and Chris is a kid that you know his family. His his father played college basketball. His father's six eight. His biological father's six eight. <laughs> his stepfather's about five ten. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody that sees Chris and his his father lives in California. So anybody that's seen Chris with his mother and stepfather, and they think that and they think that Troy's his father. Troy's not, so that's not his dad. It's his stepdad. But it's it's funny because everybody's like, "Damn, how does Chris get to be so tall?" But um, you know, Chris is a kid that at six sevens is so skilled. He he did, he does. He reminds me of McDermott, and he's a kid that plays a lot better when he's around other talent, and he's also at the position that he's going to be optimized to play at in college, and and playing him at the four spot. You know, sometimes you do that stuff out of necessity in the summer or in any team, really. And and size is a premium in this state, at least. And, you know, it just wasn't a great fit for him. He didn't get a chance to showcase what he's doing. So, but what's happened is, is according to Mike Weinstein out of, out of Chicago, who runs the Fundamental U program, is they, they picked up Manis just because they had seen some film on him. Uh, they the, the family had reached out. They liked him on film. And he's just been oodles better than what they thought he would be. And unfortunately, because Illinois has had some issues with COVID stuff, and really just Chicago, or primarily Chicago, they've not had a chance to play yet. And and there were a couple of Chicago teams that played down in Indy this weekend. Uh, they, they ended up backing out just because just being – you know, I don't know. My team played this weekend in the same event, so I'm going to say this: it's not to be a cr- critical of the, of the teams that played, 
but they just were a little bit more vigilant, a little bit more cautious um, because Illinois had sort of shut down like, hey, we're not going to go to this next stage yet. So they uh, they ended up not coming down. They just took the safe way out, which there's nothing wrong with that. And this right. unique unique times call for unique decisions. So, um, But with Ross and Manus playing on out-of-state teams, as we get a chance to see their teams play, we've not had a chance to see them play and see how they've developed. And it, it's not impacting – now them not playing has impacted maybe getting a chance to get – more exposure to college coaches, but then to, to know Mike, um, to know Mike is to know that he's, he works the phones as well as anybody. And Ross has picked up a couple of offers this spring. Mantis has picked up more than a handful of offers this spring. And neither one of them have really played in a, in a game since yeah. March. Well, excuse me, <laughs> our first inadvertent F bump. Ross hadn't played, <laughs> we have to put the explicit tag on this web, yep. on this podcast now. <laughs> Ross hasn't played a game since December, so you know, and so it's it speaks well to, to Weinstein, but it also speaks well to their development because Mike's not going to stick his neck out for kids that don't work hard. Because like a, like a lot of us, he believes strongly in the fact that his his biggest asset is is his credibility. And he could not have spoken any higher of Kyle's development uh, since they started working with him and, and of Chris's development since they started working with him. And hopefully I'm, I'm going to – I'd try to talk him down into coming down next weekend to play in an event that we're playing in just so we could see those guys play. Sure. And, and he laughed and called me a selfish prick and things yeah. like that. But, but you know, it's 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 good that those guys are developing because they are doing things up there. They're just not – they're just taking a chance. And I think some of it, too, is some of their families maybe are a little bit more cautious. Yeah. And it's impacting their ability to play. And, and, I, and I get it. I've, I do the vetting with my pro, the families of my program, and, and I've got one family in particular that, that checks numbers before they agree to play, and so far so good, you know. Um, but I, I, I can't blame anybody that's a little bit more cautious than what we are in terms of playing. So, And the other one is Brett Bosley from Paoli. Brett is super athletic and definitely super athletic for a kid out of Paoli. And Paoli has won a lot of games with him since his time there. And Brett was part of the same program. I coached him for two years. Super kid, good family. He is been extremely non-existent this spring and summer. I've not seen him play. I've texted the family asking him who he's played for. No response. Now, that was just earlier today. So it's not like they're avoiding the issue but or not answering. But, but at the same time, no one's seen him play. And I don't, I don't know what team he's on. He's not even shown up on rosters. But... You know, if I'm a, if I'm a low D one or definitely a Division two coach, I'm making sure I know what the heck Brett Bosley's Brett Bosley's doing. Yeah. Um, and the first chance I get, I'm getting down there to watch him play because, you know, the the one knock on him has been his shooting. Um, but I've not seen him. I didn't see him during the school year, so I've not seen him since last probably last May. And that's just you know, like I said, those three kids especially. 
three kids that I've seen quite a bit in the past that I like that I have not had a chance to see play yet. So uh, the rest of my list, uh, Keon Thompson from Maryville, you've seen him play a decent amount. Yep. Uh, Jaden Thomas from International here in Indianapolis. He is just recently back from an injury. Um, not entirely sure if he's going to show up yet this summer. Uh, he played in our fall league last year. I'm hoping he's back and ready to go for that if we get a chance to have it. Uh, Kamani Smith from Fort Wayne Northrop could not have been more impressed, too much more impressed with a kid. Um, his motor, his his athleticism last year in the in the regional against Carmel. Um, you know, and they had Carmel down 12 at one point in the first half. And, I mean, Carmel cut it to eight or seven by halftime. And then I think went on a 15-2 run to start the second half. So it kind of – this was two years ago, actually. So this would have been when Kamani was a sophomore. I loved him. I loved his athleticism. Uh, he played hard. He made plays. And, um, you know, he was probably still going to be at his best when he's not the best scorer on the team. Um, but not had a chance to see him play yet this year. I know he's on that Indy Heat Red. That's their second team. Same with Karan Davis from Gary Bowman. We've talked a little bit about him in the past. Yeah. So – and then the the last guy is is uh, there's two more guys actually Kyle Sanders from Western High School, who is pretty close to a big time golfer. Um, so you know you, you can't pick a better sport to be socially distant than golf. Um, so there's there's a chance he's going to play golf in college or he's going to golf in college. And then the last one is Rocco Moratori, seven footer from West Lafayette, who spent this last year. Uh, La La Mer up in Laporte. He is slated to play for Hayward Hoops. And I'm not sure what's going on there, but they have decided they have not. They have backed out of a couple of events. And from my understanding, are not going to continue on through the season. So huh. um, so Rocco's going to – Rocco's a kid that I'd like to see play. And he's a kid, too, that's had some injuries in the past. So um, Is that COVID-related? But that's you – know? I don't, I don't know. Um, all I know is I've gotten a couple of messages, not, none from Rocco or his family, but a couple of messages from families on the, on that team that were looking for something huh. and, and that I don't have a 17 year old team that I'm dealing with directly. Um, I, I've forwarded information to them and their information to other coaches. So, um, you know, but that's 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 my list. Those three, I think, are obvious. Those first three to me, because two of them already have multiple multiple scholarship offers. Keon Thompson, I definitely a guy that you've seen play a lot that I've not seen play enough. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, and and Sparks kind of hits both of our lists where we've not seen him play. So, um, but anyway, that's that's it. I mean, I think had a good weekend of games um i know you saw some games this weekend i got a chance to watch a lot of out-of-state teams so most of that stuff sort of just slides off my off my back i know we we coached against we played the alleged sixth best player in the in the 2023 class and we beat them this weekend 
and then we played the 23rd best player in the in the 2023 class, and they beat us. I didn't think either one of them were so much special that <laughs> that. I mean, I think there's three or four guys. You look at the kid from Colorado. Um, I think his name is Bay Fall. I don't know if he's related to Taco or not, but he struggled with just with us being physical with him. Six eleven, pretty skilled. He they have another six ten kid that's that's even more skilled. Jeez. So they were six ten, six eleven, and we were just tougher than they were. And then we came out today, and we played a team this morning that was just tougher than us. So that was a little disappointing. Um, but I didn't think either of those two kids were just special. I, I don't. There's definitely two or three kids in the state of Indiana. I mean, I, Jalen Hooks, Ashton Williamson, um, you know, Draven Gibbs, guys like that. That if that kid from Colorado is the sixth best player in the country, then then three of the top five are from Indiana. <laughs> I'm just telling you that. And our our bigger kids had no problem with him. The only the only way they were the main way he was successful was on the offensive glass. And and to their credit, both those kids understood that and and went to the rim. So uh we just only had four turnovers that game. So and then we I'm not sure we missed a shot in the final four minutes. So that'll help too. <laughs> that's how we won that's how we won the game. Yeah. <laughs> this morning not so much. Um, but we'll, we'll start another coaching. We'll start another podcast where I complain about things that we don't do well because I don't teach it very well, <laughs> evidently. So, but, um, no, it was good. So it was good to watching kid, a lot of, got a chance to see a lot of talent this weekend, but a lot of it was also from out of state. So just, I'm going to probably forget about it. I probably won't even remember that we played those two guys in, in you know, six months from now. Easy enough. So easy enough. So uh, what else is going on? What's what's going on for you this week? Anything different besides kids, pools, soccer, <laughs> softball? Nope. That's about it. That's about it. Yep. Getting ready to get back to the grind here. Hopefully pretty soon. That's right. That's right. We are, we are playing next weekend. Um, we're going to play in a, in a um, prep stars event. Tony Leach is running an event on the on at the factory, Teague's place, on the west side. So that'll be back to back weekends for us, um, over there. And um, I'll be curious to see what he, what he's got going on. We're, we're just going to end up playing about four games, and and that's going to be it for July. And then we're going to play two events in August, and and that'll be our summer. So, um. But that'll also give us a chance to see some more kids play basketball. So always looking forward to that. Yes. So. Well, I think that's I think that wraps it up for the week. Zach, I, I appreciate your time as always and uh, appreciate you getting over to Fort Wayne to watch games. Yeah, I love being able um, to do that stuff. I know being able to juggle that with your with your daughter's was it so- volleyball? Soccer on soccer. Yeah. Soccer. So um but um, yeah, I'm. I'm. This was a good weekend. I enjoyed watching, getting a chance to see kids from different different states and seeing how Indiana kids compared in different classes and and um, 
say we're doing just fine. I know Jaden Brewer and Malik Stanley played for Belmont Shores, a team out of California. Got a little bit of chance to watch them play, but didn't didn't stick. Didn't see anything too different from those two guys. So, but the but there were still a handful of Indiana teams there that that had uh, definitely some talent that that we've touched on today. So, um, but that that's it for this week. So that's that's episode twenty one of Courtside Indiana podcast. Zach, again, I appreciate your time. Yep, thank you. <laughs> and as always, ours. Podcast is subscribable through uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So until next week, everybody, have a good week, and thanks again for listening. Bye.